would like to welcome you once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. This is going to be a jam-packed show. How has everybody been? How was your Memorial Day weekend? Well, it is Memorial Day, and it is a very special day just to reflect back on those who sacrificed their lives, but also it's a time to spend time with family as well. And I know that sometimes radio shows will take Memorial Day off. But there was so much sports to get into over the weekend that I felt like I just had to do a show. So this is a great show. We do have a Game 7 tonight, thanks to Derek White, Saturday night with the tip-in. That was probably one of the best incredible finishes ever. Definitely in Boston history. The Atlanta Braves split the four-game series with the Phillies after getting a big win on Sunday Night Baseball last night. And this week... I'm going to reflect back on the year 2011. All right, this is episode 633, just in case you're keeping score at home. And you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM out of Noonan. Always a great time. I always enjoy giving you the local rundown of sports because nobody else is doing it five days a week in Columbus. I'm the only one. And I'm also going to break down all the local stuff in Columbus to include the Chattahoots had a exhibition game against the Chattahoochee Monsters. You had the Columbus Lions taking on the Mississippi Raiders and the NAIA World Series as I'll break down the bracket. And also, this is a very special day if you are a big college baseball fan because it's selection day. We get to find out the 64 teams. We pretty much know the brackets already and where the regionals are going to be played. But we got regionals in NCAA baseball this weekend. Let's go ahead and start with the Braves because they split the Philly series. The four-game series started on Thursday. The Braves were able to win 8-5. to five. And then on Friday, the Phillies got the 6-4 win. Saturday, led by a gym by Zach Wheeler, the Phillies were able to beat the Braves 2-1 to one as he outdueled Charlie Morton. And then the Braves were able to beat the Phillies 11-4 last night on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball and the Braves had a seven-run first inning. Matt Olson hit two home runs. You think you anybody's missing Freddie Freeman? With the arrival of Matt Olson, he's really fit in nicely. And the Braves are 32-21, and 21, still in first place. If you look at the standings right now, they are four and a half ahead of the Miami Marlins. And they got some great news as they get ready to travel to the West Coast to take on the Oakland Athletics for a three-game series. They're getting Mike Soroka back. A huge addition to this starting rotation that's going to be without Max Freed and Kyle Wright for quite some time. I tell you what, let the Atlanta Braves get into the postseason, stack up their pitching roster, and let's see if anybody can stop them. Because I haven't been impressed with any teams in the National League, and that is to include the Dodgers, who have regressed from last year's team. I think the Braves can get to the World Series. Now, whether or not they can win the World Series, because the American League has got a lot of great teams, but I do feel that the Atlanta Braves are the best team in the National League, and they should make it back to the World Series. All right, how about that Game 6 down in Miami with the Boston Celtics? They get the win 104-103. to 
what an incredible finish to a game. Could be an all-timer. But the resiliency from the Boston Celtics coming down from a 3-0 deficit to even it up at three apiece. And yes, the two greatest words in sports tonight, Memorial Day, a game seven between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. And this is going to be in Boston this time. This has only happened four times in sports history. This has only happened four times in basketball history where a team was down 3-0, tied it at three apiece, but game seven was on the road. This time it's going to be in Boston. Boston is an eight-point favorite, and I favor the Celtics in game seven tonight because the Miami Heat are absolutely devastated. Anytime you see a heartbreaking loss like this in sports, you look at the Cubs, Game 6 of the NLCS in 2003. You look at the Texas Rangers, Game 6 of the World Series. And I'll get into that because that was uh, in 2011. But the Miami Heat is absolutely devastated losing that game Saturday night. Marcus Smart attempts a three-pointer with three seconds left to go. And Derek White, nobody boxed him out. He comes over to the backside and tips it in right at the buzzer, and the Boston Celtics win the game. It was one of those games where the Celtics were up big. They were up by 10 with about four minutes left to go. And Jimmy Butler, who 5 for 21, Jimmy Butler was not having a great game until that fourth quarter, and he interchanneled playoff Butler, and he almost wheeled his team to the NBA Finals as he gets fouled on a play gets all three foul shots, and the Miami Heat take a one-point lead. But there was still time on the clock, and Jimmy Butler said, let's get a stop, let's get a stop. And then the Boston Celtics were able to get the win, even though I still feel the Boston Celtics have been outcoached in this game. They're just the better team. They're better than Miami. They have better players than Miami. Look what this Miami Heat roster has been built. Jimmy Butler, who is a superstar. He's a top five player in the league. Bam Adebayo, who's an all-star. Who do they have left? Caleb Martin, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Duncan Robinson, all undrafted. And Tyler Hero's been out. The Miami Heat, who are a number eight seed, lost to the Hawks in the play-in game. They're not supposed to be here, but they're here because of their resiliency, and they have one of the best coaches in the NBA. If not the best coach in the NBA, Eric Spolstra. Look at the job that Eric Spolstra has done coaching up this team that really has no business being here in the Eastern Conference Finals as an eight seed, only won 44 games all season. More NBA news, the Toronto Raptors assistant, Adrian Griffin, the father of Hawks forward, A.J. Griffin. He has agreed to be the head basketball coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. And that is not an easy job because Mike Budenholzer was booted out of town and he won a title. To coach up Giannis, as this team is getting older, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, the Bucks need to find some young rising stars that are willing to play around Giannis because I think that their window is getting close, especially with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday getting up there in age. But a good hire. Adrian Griffin is a good assistant head coach. 
Wishing him nothing but the best of luck in Milwaukee. Hey, it is official. LeBron James is expected to return to the Lakers for the 2023-2024 season. His 21st season. He is going to be 39 years old. He's already defying the laws of age. And he still has an opportunity to play with his son if he plays a year after that. I don't think that's going to be his last year. I think he's going to play until age 40. But LeBron James can still play at a high level. And I know that there were talks about possible retirement. It's just that the way the season ended, they got swept by the Denver Nuggets. Which, by the way, the Denver Nuggets are waiting for this winner of the Eastern Conference Finals. The NBA Finals will start on June the 1st. And the Denver Nuggets are going to be the slight favorite regardless of who they play. If they play the Heat or the Celtics, I believe the Nuggets will be the favorites. But the factor you get into is rest versus rust. Will Denver be a little rusty in that first game? Does the altitude in Denver really favor the Nuggets playing a team that had to go seven games and they only get a couple of days off compared to an entire week? So these are some questions that people have, especially basketball fans, when you get ready for the NBA Finals, which is going to be absolutely fascinating. I cannot wait for the NBA Finals on June the 1st. All right, WNBA last night, the Indiana Fever defeated the Atlanta Dream in the WNBA Commissioner's Cup 90-87. to This game was televised on NBA TV. The Fever were able to come back after down by two to end the third. Ryan Howard for the Atlanta Dream had 23 points. And this game featured the overall number one pick, Aaliyah Boston. She had 13 points as they're trying to get her into the normal rotation. Nalissa Smith had 23 points for the Indiana Fever. Other local action for the Atlanta sports teams. Atlanta United had a 1-1 draw with Orlando as in the 86th minute, Tyler Wolf gets the equalizer and Atlanta escapes Orlando with a point. So if you look at the current table in the Eastern Conference, Atlanta drops down to fifth place with 23 points, still in consideration for the playoffs. And this is what Atlanta wants to do if they want to get back to their days of not only making the playoffs just about every year, but when they won the MLS Cup in 2018. All right, we had conference tournaments in NCAA baseball wrap-up yesterday, and that was pretty amazing. I saw some of the games. Uh, congratulations, San Jose State winning the Mountain West Championship. Lipscomb winning the A-Sun Championship. But you have Tulane with a losing record, defeated East Carolina 8-6, to and they are going to be in this tournament. I love the NCAA selection show. It's on Mondays. It'll be around noon. We pretty much know who the tournament host sites are going to be. Wake Forest is going to be the overall number one seed. It looks like Auburn is going to host a regional. You know, they made it to the College World Series last year. Ole Miss is not going to be going back to back. I don't think Ole Miss is going to make it into this tournament. But we had two schools from Mississippi in the last two seasons. Ole Miss winning the College World Series last year, beating Oklahoma. And then you had the Mississippi State Bulldogs the year before win the College World Series. So the SEC has got to be the favorite as we have region tournaments 
coming up this weekend. The following weekend, we have the Super Regionals, and then the College World Series will start on June the 16th, and it'll go all the way up to June the 24th. I love the College World Series. It's a very underrated NCAA tournament. I love just baseball in general. And that's why I love the College World Series. Hey, we got the Women's College World Series for softball going on as Oklahoma gets their 48th consecutive win, defeating Clemson over the weekend. And they advance to the Women's College World Series for the seventh straight season. Oklahoma is clearly the favorite, especially since UCLA got upset by Liberty. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, I'm going to wrap up all the local stuff that happened around the Chattahoochee Valley to include the NAIA World Series and the Columbus Lions going 2-0 by getting the victory over Mississippi. All right, we'll be back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text K4K Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. All right, and welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Just so happy to be here on this Memorial Day as I am breaking down all the events that happened over the weekend of sports. And it's been a very busy weekend of sports. And I hope that everybody had a great Memorial Day. So things started off on Thursday. As I did last year, I got media credentials to cover the NAIA World Series, which is a fun event. Columbus hosts it. It's at the Common Softball Complex. And I was able to attend that first game. And then I've been going out of town because of a Memorial Day weekend. But here is the updated bracket. So it started on Thursday as Marion defeated Midland 2 to nothing, and they advance. And then the next game, you have Central Methodist beating Baker in eight innings, two to nothing. You have the four o'clock game where Southern Oregon defeated Georgia Gwinnett five to one. Georgia Gwinnett is the only team from Georgia in this thing. And then the seven o'clock game on Thursday, Cumberland's defeated Science and Arts two to one. Cumberland is the number three seed out of the Mid-South Conference. So on Friday, it started with the double elimination bracket, 10 o'clock in the morning, 
Baker loses to Georgia Gwinnett, so Baker's out. Baker is eliminated from the NAIA World Series. Georgia Gwinnett holds on. And then on Saturday at 10 a.m., Georgia Gwinnett defeats Central Methodist 9-7. to So Georgia Gwinnett is still alive in this thing. They will take on Marion at 1 o'clock today. And then at 4 o'clock today, you got the overall number one seed, Oregon Tech, that got upset by Southern Oregon on Saturday afternoon. The four seed defeated the number one seed 10 to nothing. So in the winner's bracket tonight, these are the two teams that have not lost yet. Southern Oregon is taking on Cumberland's. The number four seed, Southern Oregon, taking on the number three seed, Cumberland's. Over in the loser's bracket, Oregon Tech is taking on Midland from Nebraska. Midland, they're a number 10 seed. They were able to upset the number two seed, Our Lady of the Lake, out of Texas. And they upset Science and Arts, the sixth seed, in extra innings. So on Friday at 1 p.m., they defeated Science and Arts. And then on Saturday at 1 p.m., they defeated Our Lady of the Lake. So Midland is still alive in this thing. So the two teams that kicked this thing off, these are the two teams that I actually saw in person on Thursday at 10 o'clock in the morning. They're still alive in the loser's bracket. So they will play each other. Marion taking on Georgia Gwinnett at 1. Oregon Tech taking on Midland at 4. And the winners of those games will play in the elimination bracket on Tuesday at 4 p.m. And then we might have another game. They have to turn around and play another game at 7 p.m. The winner of that will just turn around and play. The loser of Southern Oregon and Cumberland's will take on the loser of that bracket and then the championship game. Hopefully I'll be back for the championship game. Wednesday at 5 p.m., the championship game for the softball NAIA World Series. Who will be crowned champion of the NAIA World Series? And just a special thanks to the Georgia Sports Council and the offices of the NAIA for putting on such a special event. I always have fun covering the NAIA World Series for my podcast. And, you know, they give me media credentials, so that's why I do it. The Columbus Lions over the weekend, they go to 2-0, defeating the Mississippi Raiders 63-6. You know, the Mississippi Raiders were the defending AFAA champions, but they defeat such an incredible team that the team was pumping their chest thinking that they're going to win this game. But once again, Marcus Brooks throws for seven touchdowns. He's got 15 touchdowns on the season. Marcus Brooks has really been the surprise, the talented quarterback out of Shaw University playing in his first season with the Columbus Lions. And the Lions still have some NAL players from last year like Desmond Reese, Roman Deloach, and Darrell Green. Jarman Fortson also came back and made an appearance as well. So the Columbus Lions will take on the Capital City Cyclones this Friday at the Columbus Civic Center. And I just want to say that I watched this game on YouTube. I mean, I'm out of town for the weekend because of Memorial Day. What a job that Jonathan Shushke, a.k.a. Buckets, and Thrift Behringer did on the broadcast. They sounded so amazing, and I just appreciated both of them filling in for me. And I'm just going to come out and say it. I mean, if any time you guys want to do a game, it's yours. You guys did so great that... I mean, I'm coming back on Friday to call the game, but I mean, I've heard a lot of comments 
of how wonderful that broadcast sounded. It, it does sound better with two people, especially two people with great chemistry that's been working together in radio for years. And so it sounded amazing. So I appreciate you guys. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll get to call some future Columbus Lions games because I am looking for somebody to call the June 10th game where they are taking on the Dallas Falcons on military night. Well, the Columbus Chattahoots played an exhibition game with the Chattahoochee Monsters also over the weekend, and they're going to play the Monsters once again on Wednesday for an exhibition game at historic Golden Park. Don't forget that the season opener is this Saturday, June the 3rd, at historic Golden Park against the Waleska Wild Things. The Chattahoochee Monsters will be on the road on Friday taking on the Brookhaven Bucks. All right, I think it's time for another commercial break, but when we come back, I'm going to take a stroll to the year 2011. It's part of my reflection shows in honor of CNN doing the special on the 2010s. I just figured, why not do a special looking back at the 2010s when it comes to sports? All right, we'll be back. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man. Specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. And we are back here on the show. It is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, and I am your host, Richard Holdridge, here on this Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. I hope that you're playing it safe. And I hope that you are spending time with family, barbecuing, doing whatever you like to do on Memorial Day. And no, I did not take my kids to see The Little Mermaid. I know that it is broken records at the box office and it is wildly popular. Well, I don't know if it's going to be that popular. It only got like a 62 on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I usually look at that to see if a movie is any good. But I did have a very fun Memorial Day weekend. We did go to SeaWorld. 
for the first time ever. And, and that was a lot of fun. The kids enjoyed it. But now as I wrap up this show, and I'm going to have a lot of condensed shows this week. I mean, this is going to be a best of show. I'm going to have a best of episode on Tuesday and Wednesday as I'm not going to have a whole lot of guests this week. I mean, if I have a guest, it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be somebody that's just going to come out of the blue and say, hey, can I be on the show? And I'll get that person on the show. But I want to talk about 2011. So last week I talked about 2010. I usually start these shows talking about the champions of 2011. And then I talk about some events that happened that was absolutely shocking that happened in 2011. And there's one event I'll get into this week that it pretty much broke my heart. And you pretty much know what that is. All right, let's go ahead and talk about 2011. We're going to start with college football because this was the year that Auburn defeated Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl and won their national championship. It was the 2010 season, but it happened in 2011. Michael Dyer was was not down and he kept going and Auburn was able to get the game-winning field goal. A lot of people thought that Oregon could have beaten Auburn that year because there was just no stop in Oregon, but they lose in the national championship and Auburn is your national champions. Okay, that happened in 2011. Now let's go to the basketball season in 2011 because this was the first of four finals appearances for LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. That super team, remember, LeBron promised eight titles to the city of Miami. He could not deliver in year one. And the Dallas Mavericks end up winning the NBA title in 2011. The Stanley Cup Finals, you had the Boston Bruins. They get another championship for the city of Boston. And this time in 2011 against the Vancouver Canucks. And I've never seen a team that loses the Stanley Cup Final and the city riots. That's what happened in Vancouver. Over to the baseball championship. And it was an all-time classic the St. Louis Cardinals win another World Series in 2011. They won one in 2006, and they defeated the Texas Rangers in seven games. That game six, where the Rangers were one out away from winning the World Series, and then David Freeze, one of the most clutch players for the St. Louis Cardinals in history, he ties it up, and then he wins it in extra innings. And it was just an unbelievable series, and the Cardinals were able to win game six. And like I've mentioned before, when you have a deflating game six loss, you, you still have an opportunity to, to win the it out. You still have an opportunity to close it out. But when you have a deflating loss, I look back at the 1986 World Series where Boston still had a game seven, but they lose in heartbreak fashion. The Cubs... The NLCS in 2003 still had a Game 7, but they lose in heartbreaking fashion, like what the Miami Heat did on Saturday night. I think that the, it does not favor them winning Game 7 because they lost in such a heartbreak fashion. This, what, this is what happened to the Texas Rangers in 2011. They lose in heartbreak fashion, and they had no shot to win Game 7, and the Cardinals end up winning the World Series. All right, the NFL... In 2011, remember, this is the year that the Falcons drafted Julio Jones. It's also the year of the lockout. And a lot of nervous football fans. And as a 49ers fan, it was the first year of Jim Harbaugh. And I got to tell you, that 2011 season was special because the 49ers finished 13-3. and But a team 
that went nine and seven ended up winning the Super Bowl eventually. The New York Giants, another Super Bowl win for Eli Manning. The Mario Manningham catch. I mean, that happened in the 2012 season, but the 2011 season, a very special season for the 49ers that should have won the Super Bowl that year. I actually felt that the Niners had the best team in 2011. If Kyle Williams fumbles it in overtime and then the muffed punt touches his leg, yeah, I still think about that and think about the what-ifs because the 49ers could have been playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But yeah, the New York Giants win the Super Bowl in 2011. All right, so college football. The 2011 college football season saw the LSU Tigers were dominant during the regular season. They win that 9-6 to game against Alabama, and then Alabama comes back and defeats them 21-0 to in the BCS Championship, and they win their second national championship under Nick Saban. They would go on to win one more in 2012, and then they would take a two-year break, which is unheard of for Alabama football. But in the 2010s, you started seeing the Alabama dynasty, and a lot of Georgia fans are hoping that Kirby Smart can do the same thing that Nick Saban did in the 2010s. So that is it. That is the year in review. So that is it. That is the review in sports for 2011. I hope you enjoyed it. That is all the time I have here on the show. I do want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded the podcast and supported the podcast. I'm on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show, but don't forget, we got a best of show coming right up. Hope you have a great rest of your Memorial Day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV 835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie, I know nothing about cars and I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554, 800-579-6554. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. 
You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.